Hi everyone, welcome to Easy Does It, the podcast with me, Iskandar Karim. Oh my god, so after releasing the previous episode, honestly, I felt like a huge burden have been lifted off my shoulders because I've been planning this podcast since forever. And the only way for me to really start is by investing in a mic so that there's no more turning back. And the release last Sunday was honestly not planned because I was still working on the script, still considering what topic I should talk about especially when it's like the debut and then when I finally got around to finishing the script and talking about um, me and being an introvert uh, sharing a little bit about my social anxiety and all that stuff right and I got super excited and I just um, recorded the same day which is on a Sunday and then edited on the same day and then (laughs) published it that very same day as well so yeah, definitely it was not planned, but I'm so glad that I finally did it. I've gotten this um, train moving. There's no more turning back. The reception was honestly, I want to say lukewarm, but I'm still very blown away because I am, I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but I am just very humbled and thankful by the congratulatory messages that I've been receiving on social media, on text, friends, family, followers. Um, Some of them listened and they shared their feedback and they shared their thoughts, gave me some ideas about what to talk about um, in the next following episodes. And there's definitely some excitement there. And yeah, I'm just truly, it's, it's crazy. Like, I honestly appreciate every single people listening and it's not even like i'm not saying like there's hundreds of people listening because i do have the analytics right and if i'm being completely honest over 40 people listened and it may not sound a lot but if i were to be in the same room as this 40 people and they're there to hear me talk i would fucking pee my pants and projectile vomit but you know what I'll clean myself up after that and continue talking because that's just how it is. So although that number is small, I'm pretty sure we can grow this community because that's the whole point of me starting this podcast. And again, I'm so thankful for every single listener out there. And obviously with that, I do feel a slight pressure because every episode you just want to make sure it gets better and better. Um definitely some pressure right there (laughs) and my favorite criticism or feedback is honestly when i listened back to the first episode right i knew i sounded very stiff and scripted in the beginning because i had to write the intro i didn't know exactly how to introduce easy does it to everybody but i think now i found a format which i'm gonna explore on this episode and hopefully that it will be better than the previous one my feedback the funniest feedback was um so some some people said that they were shocked to hear me swear and curse um (laughs) i honestly have no comment because going into this podcast right i've always told myself that if i were to really start a podcast and if you follow me on twitter i've said this so many times it's i don't want to be held back by the language that i use and 
it's not like I purposely make sure that every single episode I have a number of swear words that I have to use. No, it's just how you usually talk with your friend. There's always that one person in your friend group who swears and curses, but you, it's it's natural to have one. And if you don't have a friend like that, well, hi, my name is Izzy. I'm your new friend and I'm going to curse and I'm going to swear. Not deliberately, but I don't know. It's just like I, I, I want people to focus on the message that I'm talking about rather than the language that I use. You know what I mean? It's just part of my... Oh, I hope you didn't hear that. I just want people to focus on the message. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and after thinking about it, right, I was pretty much... In the beginning, I was pretty much, you know what? If I'm going to curse, I'm going to fucking curse. But I'm going to make... I'm going to try and make a conscious effort to not curse all the way. Um, but I'm not going to bleep myself because I do still want it to be conversational. Um, I just hope that people are more open-minded about it, about it. Uh, and I understand that there are people who are, there are younger listeners basically. And I, I do want them to not think that it's cool to swear. And I definitely don't think that it's cool to swear. It's just how I fucking speak. <laughs> do you see how contradictory I am? But anyway, before I begin with this week's topic, I just want to say thank you. To those who listened to the previous episode. And thank you again for coming back. I really appreciate it. Whether you're listening on the way to work. In your car. Going somewhere. At work with your headphones on. Or if you're just listening here with your partner or friends. Like I really, really appreciate it. The fact that you chose to listen to my podcast over um, an Ariana Grande song. is like it means the world to me. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, so today, I want to talk about social media. The reason why I want to talk about social media, I feel like it's a good second um, topic, uh, because social media is, it, play, they, it plays a huge part in our lives, whether we notice it or not. Every single time when we're doing something in between, we always check out our phones and turn on Instagram, turn on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. And every single time, not only that, but also... When we want to do research, social media platforms nowadays are more helpful than the usual typical search engine, which is Google or Yahoo, if anyone's still using Yahoo or Mozilla Firefox, you know. And I don't know if you saw the news recently that TikTok is or have already overthrown Google as the number one search engine. I don't know how true that is. I think I may, may need to check, but um, that's actually crazy <laughs> how people now go on tiktok to search for something and it's crazy if you go on tiktok and if you put in brunei you'll see all of this like crazy um search suggestions i'm not gonna get into that but that's the reason why i want to talk about social media and how our social media habits basically and how like my experience with social media and if anyone wants to get into social media whether it be to become an influencer or a foodie or whatever um, that's what we're going to talk about today i've mentioned this before in my in the previous episode that you can find me literally on almost every platform out there so i've got youtube i've got twitter i've got linkedin i've got instagram tiktok and now i'm on i'm on spotify but I feel like right now my most favorite app is obviously Spotify. Ever since I started podcasting, which is just last week, um, I've been recording myself almost every night just to practice speaking alone 
in my room in bed because <laughs> like honestly it's easier to talk alone when you're in your car driving cruising but when you're like sitting still um, staring at the laptop and just looking at this mic it can be a bit uh, difficult you can be like brain dead but which is why I've been making it a point to like just record myself every single night and listen to my recordings and see what I can improve and stuff. My opinion on social media currently is I used to be obviously obsessed with it. Um, being a content creator, I do honestly enjoy posting my work online. I enjoy getting the views. I enjoy getting the likes. Um, I enjoy it when people comment, even though, again, I'm a bad replier or sometimes I don't even bother replying. I still enjoy reading them. Um, right now, I'm a little bit disconnected because I don't know if it's I don't know if it has anything to do with age. But the longer I stay on social media, the more I feel like I appreciate privacy and just have intimate tender moments shared between myself and my friends, um, family, uh, people who I meet with on a, uh, on a daily basis. Um, there are still some things that I honest, obviously don't mind sharing, like the places that I go to, the food that I eat, um, the activities that I do, because I like it when I share things like that. And when you put it on social media, 50 years or like in 10 years okay we don't have to go that far easy in 10 years time or five years even you look back and you're like oh my gosh you actually did that you know because there are times when because I, I i vlog i used to vlog on 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 youtube and as much as i would like to go back to vlogging which i keep saying i will at some point it's just that right now i'm so busy and i've taken on this responsibility doing podcasts so that <laughs> I only have 24 hours in a day unlike Beyonce she has like 42 hours a day okay conspiracy theory uh -huh. yeah so I watch back all my vlogs and I'm like wow I'm so glad I made these videos because they're so funny they're so hilarious and obviously I cringe right watching them back because the person that I was back then is not who I am today I've completely grown out of the things that um, I or who I was used to be in a good way and and I appreciate it I appreciate the growth I appreciate the reflection and I appreciate all the cringe moments having said that apart from um, memory's sake right social media definitely provided a lot of value to me um, I got onto TikTok I think a bit before COVID hit the world I started posting and then when COVID happened, I became more active in posting and I think that's how a lot of people um, found out about my videos because back then not a lot of Bruneians went onto TikTok posting, right? And then it was known back then as the app where, you know, teenagers dance to like music and all, or lip sync or whatever, right? And then I came in, I just did like, um, commentary, social commentaries about Brunei and I shared, you know, day in the life of videos, you know, like short bites of vlogs and I think people enjoyed it and, I, and you know, I, I got um, a few followers from there and thanks to that, 
um, opportunities have been presented to me in ways that I could never have imagined. I'm not saying like million dollar deals, but like people actually who want to use my platform and to ask me to either promote their products or services. It's like, yeah, it's, it's actually like really, it's surreal sometimes. Um, crazy. The lows that I've experienced with social media, however, is uh, also from TikTok. There's two um, scenarios that stand out whenever I think about TikTok and like whenever I think about experience with internet trolls and hate comments and all that, right? There are two that stands out definitely. One is, I remember talking about there's a headline for, from our local newspaper saying like, oh, um, man who lives in Kampong Air is caught because he makes homemade guns or something like that. So I posted on TikTok and I was just... Back then, TikTok only lets you post one minute. That's the longest, one minute max. Okay? So during that whole one minute, I was basically saying like, oh my God, how cool would it be that instead that... Instead of um, imprisoning this guy, they nurture him to, I don't know, get him to join the army or like train him and so that he can use his talents for good and educate this man, you know, to, to, to become, I don't know, the next Tony Stark or something of Brunei. So like my friends who know me obviously will understand where I'm coming from. But people who don't know me on TikTok back then, I, I, I tell you right now, TikTok trolls are the worst. They are a different breed because they just go at you nonstop. One person sees one negative comment, everyone follows. And it's just one comment after another. And back then, I got like 80 comments per post, 80 comments more and more. So I was just reading one comment after comment. I'm like, I can't believe... People are actually calling me a terrorist. People are actually calling me like a uh, pro-gun. Suddenly we're in the US and suddenly we live in like Texas. We're not, we're not in Brunei anymore. People think I'm supporting Trump. It's so crazy. It's fucking insane. And then <laughs> something funny happened. After that, I made my first ever apology video. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you scroll down, you'll definitely see the post. Um, so funny. Um, the second, um, the second thing that happened to me on TikTok, I I never experienced these things on Instagram because I don't know. I think it's because on Instagram, um, yes, there are secret accounts, but I think people people are more they use their name more. So you can see who comments, you can see their pictures and stuff. But on TikTok, right, people were also creating anonymous accounts. And most of the times, those who are not anonymous, we don't know them because TikTok's reach is way bigger than Instagram. But the demographic comprises mostly of those who are, this might be, un uh, this might be controversial, but Mostly, I would say, from my experience, from the way I'm reading, the way they write things on comments, right? They're mostly uneducated or... Um, am I allowed to say Portlands? Is he? Maybe I do because this is my show. But yeah, basically those kinds of people. 
Um, so take it as you may. Um, I'm just being honest here, sharing you my experience. So yeah, so the second time um, I experienced hate on TikTok was when I was posting that I went to um, Giant, right? Oh wait, no, it's not Giant anymore. It's Rimba Point. And I was shopping there with my mother and then we used a trolley. And so the trolley, so after I uh, helped my mom like um, push the trolley to the car and whatever, right? I saw like a lot of trolleys just laying around and I saw one guy um, collecting all these trolleys and it was like under the fucking heat, okay? Look, I understand he was getting paid for it, but like if you park so near, <laughs> there's no harm for you to put the trolley back, right? So I said something like that and I do admit that I think my tone didn't help at all because I was being uh, like half sarcastic, half serious or whatever. It was hot and I was taking a video in the middle of like the parking lot. Everyone was looking at me. So I just wanted to make a really short video. So I posted it and then that was like a video that I didn't think about a lot. Like I just, it was in a spur of the moment, right? So I posted it, forgot about it and then went went about my day and then when it came time when i'm like oh let's check tiktok oh my god my this oh my god the shares the comments the number of likes was nothing like i've ever experienced before people were calling me names people were celebrating at the fact that i got so much hate that's when i'm like whoa this is i could I just couldn't comprehend how personal it felt. Like, people were celebrating my downfall. People wanted me to get cancelled over me saying, like, oh, you should put the trolley back. Because they were accusing me of, like, oh, you don't understand. What if, like, people are waiting... To get parking and what if people were in a rush like why are you accusing us of being lazy like bruh after that that was when i slowly stopped posting commentaries and all of that on tiktok and then i just took it easy no pun intended um i just started posting a day in a life vlogs because i was i i had it like i was i wouldn't say traumatized i was disturbed more like it because I just didn't... You've seen all of this happen on with, like, celebrities, right? Big celebrities, you've seen, like, them getting cancelled. You've seen, like, haters comment on them, like, with, like, really hateful words. And you always... You're always the audience. But when you're actually experiencing it, it's a whole different level of, like, emotion that goes through your body. I was very, like... um. I was honestly very disturbed. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of, you know, the lows that I've experienced on, on, on TikTok. Whew, I, I, I just hope that none of you who are planning to go on social media will ever experience that. But if you do, I hope you have thicker skin than me. Because from that experience, I also learned that I'm not actually thick skinned, as thick skinned as I thought I was. I'm actually quite fragile because I'm the type of guy who sometimes I do care what people think about me, you know, I just can't help it. But other times I also just don't give a fuck. It really depends on my mood. But when people 
throw hate comments at you like that, you you can't help but care. <laughs> you know? So having said all that, let's find out if you have what it takes to be a social media superstar or the next big influencer or the next foodie <laughs> of, of Brunei <laughs> or the world. You never know. I think, honestly, in my um, most honest opinion, I feel like anyone can be a social media if they want to. Why do I think that? I think it's because um, we live in a world where everyone presents their best self onto like the social media hemisphere, right? Like nobody really takes a second to really think about the effort that is that is being put into you know, looking pretty or like taking a nice picture. If you really want to be on social media, um, I do have some, some thoughts that I would like to share if you don't mind and um, some tips based on my experience. Not that I'm a social media influencer or a superstar or anything like that. I consider myself more of a content creator, but this is all from just my experience and um, from what I observed from our existing um, social media influencers. I think... Um, first thing is the qualities I feel like a social media influencer should have would be um, you see that you have something to offer to people and I think that's a good start to determine whether you want to be on social media or not whether it be you have unpopular opinions about uh, certain food that you eat or whether it be you think you're fashionable and that there's a gap in the fashion industry that you would like to fill in you know you dress differently or how to use basic clothing and turn it into fashion you know or you're just an entertainer who likes to put a smile on people's faces that's also okay like if i would if i were to use um some examples right for example let's talk about rano obviously everyone knows who rano adidas is he's very informative he's a media journalist social media influencer well, that's a long title i don't know media social media journalist i would say and people check his stories for new restaurant announcements um some news stuff like that uh, another one would be Najib. He's so funny. He puts smiles on people's faces. He has humor. He's a comedian. He's also nice um, in, in person, by the way. Who else? Tanis, Venturing Foodie, Amin Gunawan. They, they, they're like foodies, you know? So they, they share like uh, cafes that just opened, like um, street food and like restaurants. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Do I think it's possible to become a full-time social media influencer? No, not in Brunei, unfortunately. In other countries, yeah, being an influencer is actually a job title and you can live off being a, an influencer um, because they get brand deals, they get like, you know, endorsements and all that. But in Brunei, I, don't, I just don't think we have the reach yet and I don't think that um, influencers are appreciated in that sense it's not financially sustainable to become a full-time influencer so i wouldn't recommend it but if you really want to yo go ahead don't listen to what i'm saying because you never know you might be the next person who can prove people wrong and be like yeah i made it i'm an influencer full-time you know 
Like, I don't know if Rano have a day job, but I feel like he's doing it full time. So, you know, you can do it too. You never know. Especially if you don't have, like, if you live in your mom's house or your parents' house, if you don't have to pay loans and stuff like that, all you have to think about are your um, Netflix account, your iCloud account, stuff like that. You, you, ju- you don't even spend a lot on food because you'll probably be asked to review some food and they'll give you free food, stuff like that. Possibly. But for me, I just think that it's better to have something on the side because I've always seen social media as a side thing, not a full-time thing. So, yeah, I actually am interested to see what other people may think. So let me know if you think um, Bruneians or anyone can become a full-time social media influencer here. Okay, so from my experience, I think I would say if you want to become a social media influencer, you have to be shameless. You have to be able to speak in front of the camera you have to be able to be yourself in front of the camera. I think because the digital hemisphere is so saturated with influencers now, I think it's so easy for the audience to spot fakeness and people who are not themselves. I think we're... I don't know, actually. I mean, for me, I think, personally, I, I find it easy to spot inauthenticity which is why I don't follow a lot of influencers um, because I just feel like everyone's putting on a performance. But it's different. Okay, so when I say performance, it's different. Like, for example, with Ninja Tutu, right? I fucking love her content. She manages to mix educational and entertaining because she calls herself an edutainer. And I love how she manages to mix them too because people watch and people learn something. And she provides value um, to those who watch her um, content. And I love it. Um, so yeah, I, when I say performance, it's like you're, uh, you're just very... Not, you're not genuine. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Okay? Um, also, I, have to f- I feel like you have to be unapologetic in what you say or do. In the sense that you don't cross the line and respect other people lah, obviously. unapologetic sampai, you know, you become like a, uh, like a, I don't know, a dictator or like a really controversial person. That's just not okay. But you just have to own it. You know, you have to have that main character energy. You have to be confident You you in whatever you do. And I think that attracts a lot of people because um, we need confident people more we need the younger generation to look up to someone who um is confident so that they feel like they can be that too the next one i feel like is um you have to also own it as in like you have to be honest with yourself and other people that you want to be an influencer like i (laughs) i find it irritating when people like you know, oh, in the end, like, I don't want to be an influencer. Like, I'm just here to, like, post content. And I honestly think that people think I'm like that. But I really mean it when I say I don't want to be an influencer. I really don't fucking care. Okay? But people do see me as that. And people have labeled me as that. That's out of my control. But if you ask me, 
I will flat out say I do not identify as an influencer. In a world where people are allowed to identify themselves as anything, right? This is one thing that I don't identify myself as, an influencer. But I'm saying there are people who are faking it and be like, oh my god, no, I'm not an influencer. <laughs> but then again, like, you know, you, you want to be in, like, um, events. You want to be invited to events. You want to get free food and stuff. Like, just be honest with, with yourself. You want it, you'll get it. You know, it's easier for yourself and other people too. <laughs> and I think the fourth one is you have to be able to provide some value. I appreciate um, a good message. I appreciate watching content that will provide me value. Value in terms of you don't have to be so deep with it. When I say value... It's you putting a smile on people's faces. It's you sharing your story that inspires people. It's you sharing some information that will like, oh my God, yes, let's go to this cafe. You know, stuff like that. So if you feel like you can embody all of this, I think you do have what it takes to be a social media superstar or a superstar in general. If you can embody this in real life and you can take it across onto social media, you're definitely a fucking superstar. I'll definitely follow you. You don't have to follow me back. I don't care. <laughs> but I'll definitely follow you. So yeah. Let me know if you agree. Basically, to recap, you have to be unapologetic. You have to be shameless. You have to own it, as in be honest with yourself, that you want this to be your thing, whether full-time or a side gig thing. And you have to have a purpose and a value as to what or why, the what and the why you want to get into this um, industry. Yeah. <laughs> also, when you start out, right, don't use, don't focus too much on the likes and the views. Never use vanity metrics as fuel or motivation because you may easily get discouraged if you subconsciously use them as validation to validate the quality of your work. Just be consistent and do it for yourself. Keep showing up, um, keep doing what you do, which is also what I'm doing right now. Everything else will come later. You can use the likes and views as um, data, as analytics. See what topics people respond to better, which, which topics people don't respond to. Another thing I would say is that um, while I do enjoy being gassed with compliments um, and stuff, right? I've learned not to let any kind of comments get to my head. Let it be positive or negative. Because if I let... I can't just have either one do you understand? Do you get me? Like, if I let my work get validated by the positive comments, one negative comment can shatter me. It doesn't matter how many kind words I get. It just takes one to suddenly invalidate the quality of my work. I've only, um, I've only like, started to practice this recently. So I've learned to slowly detach from praises, and just focus on constructive um, criticism or feedback that can actually provide value to me. Not that I'm not appreciative of the praises and stuff. Like I, I, I need, I enjoy, like I said, <laughs> I enjoy getting gassed, but I just 
try not to let it get to my head. And also, if so happens that you fuck up on social media for everyone to see, I know it can be brutal. I know it can be traumatizing. Just own up to it and learn from it. You make mistakes to grow. Um, and don't be afraid to go back and do what you love, especially when it involves social media. I strongly believe that you should not give power to the people who want to see you fail. I personally learned a lot from social media and it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes I love it, sometimes I don't. But um, lately I've been thinking a lot about retiring from having a public account because like I said earlier in the beginning, I'm just ready to live privately. I think I'm ready to not um, post anything in people's faces. I think I'm ready to just be by myself and my loved ones, you know, the people that I care about. But we'll see. I, I do get excited about the idea, though. But right now, I think um, I owe social media a lot uh, when it comes to opportunities and um, the friendships that I make, the, the, the people that I meet on here is still... Um, I, I do still feel grateful for that. So we'll see, maybe in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I think it's a little bit longer than the previous one. Um, I probably am going to open up a separate IG account for this so that I can, because um, one or two people have DM'd me, um, sharing me what they think. And telling me that they enjoyed the first episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. And I hope you know that I do read your comments. Your direct messages. So I am thinking that if I or when I open a separate account. I'll be more engaging there. So thank you guys. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. This is Easy Does It with Iskandar Karim. Assalamualaikum. Bye.